nothing tastes as good as a cup of Bahamian tea. Ah. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast, Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. Good morning and welcome to Tea and Talk. My name is Robert Bain and this podcast is emanating from Nassau, Bahamas, one of the islands in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas to be boast of 700 islands. Yeah. 30 of them inhabited um, by beautiful people. The people are just as beautiful as the island. And uh, of course, you know, uh, this podcast is being heard in a couple of places around the world. And uh, thank you for continue, continuing to listen to Tea and Talk. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in Nassau, Bahamas. I think it's the uh, what, the 28th day of November. Christmas is rolling in, boy. John Canoe, I can hear the music from far, far, far. So if any of you guys interested in knowing what we're about here and some of our festivals, we have a John Canoe uh, um, festival every year. It's on Boxing Day um, in the morning and then it's on New Year's. And it's a festival like you've never seen before. So you need to get to the Bahamas if, you, if, you're, uh, if you've never been here, right? But you know, this program was established to um, entertain, educate, and uh, most importantly, to uh, provide a platform for artists like myself. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to speak about the things that, uh, that perturbs us or to talk about the things that are right. Um, but um, this is what we do. This is what this podcast is about. This is what this platform is for. And uh, so we, we've been having some wonderful guests, and today we have one that's uh, another special guest on our, our podcast. Um, and uh, before we get started, I, I just want to start with some, some music. Uh, uh, I'm not going to call this person's name, but I'm going to play some, some music, and you might recognize this person. Hey! We're rushing for Christmas. That's what Bahamians do. We rushing for Christmas. Come and join our junk canoe. Go box in the morning, ain't no time to sleep. Grab my coat and gloves, and I gotta hit the street. Get me through them bleaches, then on the way to the top. Go shake up all my body, make them bleaches rock. There's nothing in this world like junk canoe. Nothing in this world that I'd rather do. Jump loose in my belly, jump loose in my bones, jump with my culture, jump with me. Okay, uh, that music you you're listening to is uh, done by none other than KB Kirkland Bodie, uh, a fellow Freeporter, 
That's what we call ourselves, KB. What we call ourselves? <laughs> Grand Bahamans, eh? <laughs> Grand A, Grand Bahamans. We call ourselves. Um, you know, artists, artists. Yeah, we call, yeah, we, uh, but we are, we are, we are Grand, Grand Bahamans. We are Grand Bahamans, yes. Yeah, yeah, an extension from Turk, TI, Turks Island, which I'm yes, very, very, yes. very proud of. But, um, but let's, let, let, can I, can I, can I say, let me preface by saying this. Remember, I was born in Nassau now, but okay. because of my, um, Grand Bahama, but, also, Eight Mile Rock is who made me who I am today. There you go. So when I when I say that I'm a Bahamian, I say that in, this, in the aspect of saying I was born in 1973 as a Bahamian. Okay. Because I made up not a, I was not a Bahamian before that. Okay. I was a Bahamian. I was born in 1973. I became a Bahamian. Remember, we were under British rule. You were a British. So subject. I became. Yes, we were British subjects. Yes. And I became a Bahamian in 1973. So that's when my birthday. That's when I actually. I don't go my birth date. I get my birth date to become a Bahamian. Okay. And so that's where I go. But I was born in Nassau, but Eight Mile Rock is what made me the man I am today. Okay. So I definitely do contribute that to June, especially Jonestown. Okay. I give Eight Mile Rock its credit, but I have to in Jonestown, Eight Mile Rock, but Eight Mile Rock across the board from all the way to Hepburn Town, all the way back to Seagrape. That's what made me the man I am today. There you go, my brother. Well, KB, I am just so happy to have you on this podcast. We were talking uh, some time ago, and um, but you know, there's a couple of things I I want to talk about. Uh, normally, when we have this, uh, normally during the show, uh, we normally have a cup of uh, tea. Uh, but to, this, <laughs> right this morning, I'm just because <laughs> uh, I already had my tea. I didn't have mine, man. So what did you have, man? I didn't have mine. What you had? Fevergrass. I had, tea, I, had um, I, I, I mixed my own batch. I had fevergrass, um, pine needle. Um, what else I had? Fevergrass, pine needle, and well, basically fevergrass and pine needle. And I forget what was something else. I can't remember. But I have a brew. I mixed my own brew, and I had some tea with scone, with a nice scone, a bran muffin. Boy, you fancy. That was me this morning. Boy, you fancy. You fancy. Yeah, man. Yeah, very ex extremely. The British. The British have had a real impact on me. And in the bush, you know, I go get the bush, the fever grass, and some pine needle. So I really, but <laughs> yeah, <John Stan. laughs> well, listen, man, I want to give a shout out to all of my uh, uh, friends uh, um, uh, down in Eight Mile Rock, uh, Sea Grape, and and Pinedale, and Jonestown, yeah, and, and and Hannah Hill, Hill, and go all the way up, all, all the way, up, all, the, all the people that I grew up with, and yeah. I spent uh, I spent a part of my my life with, uh, but um, KB. Uh, tell us a bit more about about KB, who KB is, uh, oh, and uh, I know that that you 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 went to uh, uh, Martintown Primary School at some point, yes. and then and there was one yes. point when you actually left the Bahamas. I think after primary school, and, and you went away to the United States. No, no. Well, I went I went to Martintown Primary, Martintown then I primary. went to Eight Mile Rock. Yeah, I went to Martintown Primary, and then I went to Eight Mile Rock Secondary at the time. Okay, um, I stayed there until the ninth grade. And then um, my family, mommy, we moved us. We moved to the states. Okay, yeah. So and then, then, uh, and I know that in your history, uh, there was you had persons like um, all these persons that inspired you. I read that you you were inspired by a lot of uh, American um, musicians, uh, Elvis Presley, uh, uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, yes. And I know you and I Broad always had Stewart, this. I, Queen, I, yes, I, yes. I, and I know this thing you and I always had. Who knew? Uh, who had the most music of Stevie Wonder? So uh, you know, I still think. I oh, so man, you, but you're yeah. still, <laughs> no, Stevie, no, Stevie, and Stevie Wonder. All those, all the men we could we called, or all the entertainers we called, or artists. Stevie Wonder is my favorite, and um, you and I. I think I think there's no yeah there's no more no one else as brilliant as this man. He's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It, it's 
I know. Stay Phenomenal. Me. I know. You Phenomenal. and I both, we've had this conversation. Yes, sir. Uh, and anybody that, that know me, know me to know that I love Stevie Wonder, uh, right? There's can, no I, can, I, can, I, can I say this to you, though? Listen, yes, I would, I, um, when I'm in, like, say when I'm down in Cuba, especially when I'm in Cuba, because being in Cuba, I have no, you know, I, I don't do much. I just, I write music. I, you know, do whatever, come with ideas, write poetry, write st whatever I do at the time. Mm -hmm. But most of that, maybe I'm taking a walk, trying to get my daily exercise, you know, whatever. Listen, I picked up everything from Stevie Wonder. I brought it, I put it in my phone, and when I go walking or I go exercising, I take in every single, I think there were Stevie Wonder albums that I never even knew existed that I brought down and I put my phone and I go through them I'm extensively. Serious. Yes. And I'm like, I'm go, I go over these again from a kid, you know, from this, from the, um, but I, I can, so many, Stevie Wonder have so much product that it's crazy just to try and <laughs> to keep up with that stuff. But when I go over and I'm, and I'm like blown away by the, by this man's work and what he did and how much of a, and you listen to his jazz influence. It is ridiculous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is ridiculous. His vocals. Uh, I mean, what else can you say? Well, He's influenced so much. It is crazy, man. I know. Our friend uh, Fred Ferguson said that Stevie Wonder don't need to write another piece of music in his whole lifetime. <laughs> 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 right. right. But, Listen, it's been that way for a while that he didn't need to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> But KB, tell me, tell me, tell me about your 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 start. Um, 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 tell me about your start um, into the field of music. Well, you know, I I started early, early from Martintown School. I'm going to go from Martintown Primary. Um, I was always interested from a little kid. My brother and sister, um, you know, um, Mildred and Maxfield, mm -hmm. um, they were very influential on me wanting to do music mm -hmm. because they always liked me. They were in the choir. Um, when my, when they went to Eight Mile Rock and they went to course, so they would always bring the album back when they did this album. They actually recorded an album with GBI, and I'll never forget them. Mm -hmm. You know, they felt so proud, and I said, you know what? One day I want something like that. But I remember I would I would join the choir in in Martintown. From there, I would join the choir when I when I went to the states in school. I joined um drama and a um choir, and that's why it, it influenced me to want to do this. And so. For some reason, music just stuck with me and it just hung with me. And I lo always loved writing poetry. So it all came together. You know, after finishing school in the States, I came back home. Um, Sid Rowell, who's from McLeanstown, said always, I would, I would sing like the, you know, I'd go to the beauty contest and sing the Miss Freeport High or Miss um, Catholic High or Miss Eight Marrock. I would sing to these, you know, just doing like a, On the Wings of Love or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. Try to maybe get some girls, see if some girls are pick up some girls from the singing thing, you know, <laughs> that's what I would, on a serious note. Yeah, yeah. But that was, that was, that was what I had going on. But Sid came to me and Sid said, Come on, let's get serious and let's put a band together. And so when we did that, that became the, the, the group Ego Trip Band. That's okay. George Delancey out of Jonestown, myself out of Jonestown, Sid out of McLeanstown and Dave Cooper on guitars out of, um, Dave is out of, um, what's the last key down? Sweden's key. Sweden's key. And Davis, yes, Davis from Sweden Ski. So those two are the East, we are the West, and we put the band together and we became Ego Trip. And those guys were like brothers, you know. And so that's what actually really embedded me into the music at that point. I understood the business of music. I began to understand the sacrifice of music, um, the turmoil of music, the joy of music, and just doing what I want to do with my life. Tell me, the, tell me about the environment that that when you were were, were uh, developing into the musician that you are right now. Tell me about the, the environment. How was it? I mean, give me a, a paint a picture for me of the type of uh, the type the time basically uh, uh, <laughs> of what was happening uh, uh, compared to now in two thousand and twenty 
23? Um, you know, at, at the time, like, it was more, um, you had to get your, you had to have your craft together. Um, you had to, to most, you had to have your, your, your stuff, you know, you had guys like T-Connection around, you had Hot Wax around, you had, um, you know, again, you had world-class musicians who were, who, who had like, um, you know, they, they cared about, they cared about what they were doing. They cared about their art for, you know, like, so you had guys like T, Curry Coakley, Monks, you had Berkeley, these guys you looked up to. So you had to be on your, on, you know, you had to be on your thing. So basically that's what, that's what it was at the time. So it made you work. It made you practice. It made you sacrifice. You know, that's what it was. And again, these guys weren't there to say, well, I can hold your hand. You could admire them. You can look at what they were doing. You watch their product. And you then you said, you know what? How can I excel to this? You go, then you look for people you can work out with. You look to study. You go into, you go into your books. You get into your writing. You study your music theory. You had to be on your grind, they say. So mm -hmm. basically, and those guys inspired that. These guys were workaholics. These guys didn't play around. They had their, their theory. They had their, their chops down. That's what the business was then. It wasn't about mute money. It wasn't about how much money I could garner. It was about um, my talent level. Do I deserve to be around these guys? Can these guys, you know, do I deserve to talk to these guys? That's how you look. Because you look at guys like T and Kirk, them like they were gods. Yeah. These guys were musical gods. I mean, and they showed you what time it was. And when you listen to their music, you would say, I need to excel to that. Right. Um, That's what the business was then. How much How much did um, Frank Penn pay in, um, play into your existence as a musician? Well, Frank Penn, excuse me, is very important. Now, you know, let's say at the time when you're on the ground and as, as, a young, as a young man, you're thinking that, you know, I know it all, I'm this, I'm that. But Frank was very, he was extremely important. Um, things that he taught us, experience we had with him, it, it was makes me who I am today again. He was one of those people who were very instrumental. Um, it was Willie Love. If you remember Willie Love with Bohemian Soul. Yeah. It was Willie Love who actually introduced us to Frank Penn. Okay. And that's how we got into Frank, where we... we um, we um, got into a song competition because what happened, there was a song competition GBI recording had and we wanted to get into it. So um, Stevie, I'm uh, Steve, sorry, Wilfred said, um, when I say Wilfred, I mean Willie Love. <laughs> Willie Love said, um, guys, I can get you all, at least we can record the song. You don't have to do it like on a tape. I can get you all in the Frank. I have, I have um, pulled with Frank and we recorded our song and we won the competition. Mm. That's how we got linked up with Frank. True Willie, Frank took us in and then we, Frank signed us to like a, a two album deal. Mm -hmm. And that was that was it for him. So, so again, we learned a lot through him and it, and it was just it was one of our growing growing pains, I should say, and growing methods. Um, KB, what are some of the where are where uh, where are some of the places in the world you 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 would have performed? Um, <laughs> um and and, and uh, we, I know we've done things in, in South America, so we'll say um I'm trying to think of all these because right now this has been so long. You see the gray on me. I, I think it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Suriname, done things like um, done. We've done gig in Mexico, done things in Europe. We've done one or two things in Europe. It's, it's many. I can't remember right now. I mean, I mean, no, of the, course we've done. The, we've done. We've done. All, we're going all over the U.S. Um, um, the East Coast, the U.S. Going to the mids. So all into Canada. So we've it's a lot, man. I can't I can't remember half of the things. I can't remember half of the things I do. I know. Been, I know, you know I've been in business. I've been in this business so long, man. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, we've done some. We've done a lot, a lot because especially people love the island music. So that's one of the things would get us into these territories. Uh, again, 
like I've I've done things in Cuba. We've done things. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. So it's just so much, man. No, I know because see, the thing about it, the, the the thing about this podcast, like I say, it, it is to to entertain and educate. And you, uh, you mm-hmm. are a, an icon in this country. Uh, I know you're 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 an activist. Uh, and I think yeah. people need to know your history, and uh, I don't want people to take you for granted. Uh, um, I yeah. don't, and I don't want people to take, to take what you have done lightly, you know. And uh, I think, uh, personally, I think you've done a lot for this country. But I think uh, at some point, I hope they understand uh, um, what you have done in terms of of music, spreading music, uh, sp- uh, spreading the the stories, yeah, uh, 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 and, and the and the Bahamian culture, and, and the Bahamian culture, because that's what's important and, to me, right? Speaking spreading about the Bahamian culture, yeah, speaking about it, you know, and so people need to understand. So that's why I ask you the, the these questions. I know that you've had, I know you and I have had. Uh, I think you worked some point in time at the. Uh, Crystal Palace. I think you came in one time ago to replace Greg one point one time. Yes, and then I think I did like a couple of weeks. Couple right. weeks. I yes, did you did. Greg. Right. So people don't yes, know that you actually have that also under your belt, and also you, you, you and I, you worked in a show that I created that I uh, yes. uh, uh, created for Disney. Right. Yes. And yeah. Exactly. So, so. Hey, look here. Hey, but you didn't tell me that I forgot. Right. Exactly. You know, but, right, because the same thing happens. <laughs> the same thing happens to me because I look at things uh, of past and I'm going like, did I really do this? I did all this stuff, but I realized that I, I you know, I spent. I swear. <laughs> I spent 40 years as an educator, and and I've done a lot of things over the years. So you know, I those things I don't remember. But it's important that Bahamians know uh, who KB. Uh, who really is and have some information because my thing KB also is making sure that that our history is preserved and so yes. so when people start to talk about musicians in in say 50 years from, from now you know they yes. have they have uh the history of KB in the right context and, and and that's one of the reasons why I do the the amount of work and the body of work I do I try to make as much quality I try to put out as much content as possible because I know one day I will not be here and I want my, by what I've done, speak for me. You know, I want that. And then I wanted to say that, you know, KB tried to be positive. He tried to push what was behaving. He loves all music. But again, I have a, I have a saying that says, I can't blame a Jamaican for loving Jamaican music. I can't blame the Haitian for loving Haitian music. I can't blame the Chinese for loving. So I ain't gonna blame no behavior. Don't blame me for loving my culture and loving my music. I, I put that first, although I love all music, but mm-hmm. I put ours first. And I think with the right help and the right financing from those that the powers that be, we can get somewhere. But until that day comes, we will sit here just, you know, again, just doing the music because we time after time after time, Bahamian musicians have put themselves, you know, put themselves out there and have actually represented for the country. And I, I'm speaking musicians, all of us, I'm even speaking to the dancers, everyone that goes, they, they put themselves on the line. But I think... Um, even if they do or don't do, we're going to do it. But with them helping, that's financing or whatever, it helps to push the culture because it ain't here for me. It's here for us. It's here for the future. It's here for the past. It's for everyone. Man, me doing what I do ain't for me. This is for everyone. I do this for the country, man. Yeah. Well, you know, KB, your history is important. And so we, we are... Um, you know, I want to talk about it. And I hope hopefully that persons will listen to this podcast and get um, some idea of who Kirkland Bodie is. Uh, um, KB, um, so just tell me, uh, I, everybody that I spoke to um, said that Bahamian entertainment in this country was uh, amazing up until um, 
the 70s, 60, 67, 68 about. And then all of a sudden, 70s, around about there, just just died. Uh, what 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 do you think happened? And how could we <laughs> how could we possibly uh, 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 what could we possibly do to, to 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 do a bit more? I mean, to get it function again, to get the motor running again. I'm going to say this to you. Um, I can't speak. You know, that's above my time and pay grade to speak before. But you know, before the '60s, going to the '70s. You know, uh, again, I just born in '73, so I ain't know much about what what's going down. But let me say this to you. I'm going to disagree with this. I think there was a lull in the business that came, like say, after the '60s, probably '70s, when guys like Runyon were on, when everything was tourism. The tourists were coming in. This was happening, and the clubs were, you know, where it was. I think that was something that happened. And those guys can can attest that and they tell you. But you know, my time was the 80s. Now, up until um coming into everything fell apart again at some point. And in my time, all that US music came in. You know, that because I grew up on that's why I would say a Stevie Wonder I love so much, or Jackson Five and Queen and all these rock bands, because we became more Americanized, we became more outside, and there wasn't much focus on Bahamian culture. Right. But when we came, when we came back as a group, when we when Ego Trip started doing your whining and the turning loose, and then there were other bands like Hot Wax coming with their songs, and you know, like you had these groups who were doing what who was just we were we were like seeding the ground for Bahamian music's comeback. And when I then through all of this, when I then did just because she fought, it laid down not a, a seed. At this point, the tree grew mm-hmm. and the tree started to take form. And so I disagree with those guys who said it ain't back. It is back. It is back in a big time fold because it ain't about the nightclubs anymore. It ain't about the hotels. It's about us seeding the ground for the Bahamian people. And that's why Bahamian people, you notice now they have all these regattas, homecomings, all these festivals throughout the islands. It just came out of Long Island last week for their homecoming. Bahamians are working more. It just they ain't working where the old guys think they should be working in the, in the, in the hotels around the pool we actually working with the Bahamian people on the ground and it's bigger than it's ever been you have artists making good money out there doing live and Bahamian people will come out to see Bahamian music so when they said that then when you have a gombe you have a whatever you have they are they're singing Bahamian music or their original music that they make whatever it is you know let's say they may even be something with a soca to it the point is it could be their original music and it's Bahamian music or you have Groups like like um people like Nishi Ellis, you have people like uh G um D Mark, Gino D, or even new artists who are coming along now. So I disagree with them. Right now, my song Boatman is one of the biggest songs in the country right now. That shows you that back then they didn't have that. It is what it is. So I definitely disagree with the argument, and I like to even dwell on this more at some point with some, you know, they want to sit down and talk about it. But the music was big back then in the clubs and nightclubs and whatever. And when Ronnie, there were only a few dudes doing um, um actually Bahamian music. Since bringing this music, since she fought days and all the meat and bringing then Gino came in with Gala Good and all these, we see that we saw that the all through the islands that the homecomings, regattas and other festivals were, were taking off. But one thing we always forget that you go to your Goombays on your other um, festivals here in the country, just like out here in Grand Bahama and Abaco and all these areas now. Remember, these areas and that have goombays now. Now you have all these goombays happening where you have thousands of Bahamians coming out. That wasn't back in the in the tourism days mm-hmm. when, they, when the when there's only in the hotels. Right. Again, you now can take these big tourists out of the hotels, bring them down 
to to Arawaki or bring them down to take them down to Tino Beach and these other areas in like in, in Grand Bahama and see a Bahamian concert where Bahamian artists presenting their original music again. This wasn't by that's why things change. And what songs they're playing? They're still playing Obeman. They're still playing Ronnie. They're still playing Eddie. It's still these guys, but we're bringing them to a new audience now and to a different venue. It ain't just now a couple of tourists in a bus, in, in a club. This now thousands of people watching a, a you know a festival, a show, and I think that's important to see our growth again with the investment. We could even make this bigger. Yeah, that's what I think. Throughout the islands, well throughout said. the islands. Yeah, absolutely. So you think but so now? So you're saying that there, there, there's been a shift in the and <clears throat> yeah. the, the presentation of music, uh, in yes. the, in the attitude, and so um, us hoping uh, to revisit our past uh, uh, is it's kind of moot. It's just not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's. I'm I'm saying that we have now moved it out of the hotels. Now, there are groups in the hotels and they're still maybe doing a, my song or singing Nishiela's song or singing whoever song is out there. Mm -hmm. The point is, and, 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 and another point I'm going to preface, that our music has come along that is influencing areas like Turkish Island and other areas who are now bringing their music because they see what we did. So we're not only just influencing our own, we're influencing every, the other territories also. But I'm saying that we have laid down a mark that we have transcended that. We're now in the digital age and giving them the music. We're now online with our selling our product. We're doing all those things. So it is out there. So all when you have a crop fest, um, Rake and Scrape Festival, I can, I mean, I can, get, I can go all day with the festival. This happened because Bahamian music happened. Our key is because of Bahamian music happening. I'm giving you all of that because they saw that there was a, 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 um, a revival of Bahamian music. That's what it is today. Now, again, I go preface back to the word I said earlier. If our leadership would only invest in us, but they don't invest in us, what they did with the money, they took $33 million and invested in Carnival. They did not invest in Bahamian culture. If they'd only taken a million and invested it into Bahamian culture, we would have been just that much further ahead. That's what it is. We have leadership that is lost. Not the Bahamian people love Bahamian music. It's just that with any music, I don't care if Jay-Z comes over the song, I don't care who the group is, I don't care who the band is, anywhere in the world. If you don't market it and promote it, it goes nowhere. There are only a few songs that would you call organic songs that actually make it without it being money pushed behind it. So I look at a song like A Hold Your Head, uh, Just Cause She Fought, um, my song Boatman, Nishiela's song Loose Me Let. These are what you call organic that didn't need money behind it, but every other song you'll see it, and most Bahamian songs don't, don't, you know, it comes organic, I should say. But you'll find out that in the United States or other territories, you push money to market these things. You push money to make these get into territories. We'll have to get to. But we, as, and then another thing we have as Bahamians, when people say young people don't like Bahamians, that's a lie. That's a lie from the pits of hell. We're the only, like one of the only countries where a song like, just say, Jessica Gifa, the young people love it, the adults love it. Loose Me, Let Me Go. Young people love it, the adults love it. All the meat, young people love it. Oh, I can go all day with this. Every song I can give you, Dance to Junkanoo, young people love it. Oh, our music is accepted by a but you'll go in the United States and other territories, you'll see that rap, oh, I like hip hop, but the old the adults don't like what they say. There's, you'll find out there's a, there's a cultural shift or an age difference. And our music, no. We cater to both sides and they both sides. When, when you see a hit song comes to the Bahamas, 
everyone's dancing to it. So to this day, young people are still singing my songs. So go what? Ahead, sir. Go ahead. So what is the argument then about uh, Bahamian entertainment not having what it's supposed to have, uh, uh, making an impact as it should on, on our culture, uh, as it should make an impact uh, worldwide, as it should not at the level or at the commercial level as uh, reggae or calypso or or what is the what is the argument? Can I say it can't make it unless there is investment into it. If you have, okay, the average Bahamian who wants to get into business, what they do? They put their money in the number house. They put their money in a clothing store. They put their money in a restaurant. They don't understand, in their ignorance, they don't see where the value of music is. And that is, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to invest in the music business and the art, and you will see in the long run that you will be, they will be paid off. The music business have to be straightened out. The royalties access have to be straightened out. People playing your music at these festivals, you'll be surprised that when these things happen, that the music business becomes a business. And people like all these Gombe festivals, all these regardless homecoming, they supposed to be paying a fee. That you will see every three months when a, when a, a artist then is supposed to collect his royalties, that you will see the amount of royalties that he collect. He can live off his music. So that, we, we have a we, we have a so I guess we have a we don't know the facts then because uh, I'm trying no we no, don't we I'm trying to I would like to I would like I would really like to um, uh, uh, know the facts. Um, you know, because um, we're always comparing ourselves to countries who who have been successful in in, in, in getting music out to the world. Uh, but but you know something, it's it, I think it's important that we look within, and uh, we haven't been doing much in that. We've been looking, and I and and obviously you've been looking inside. Join me for a continuation of my discussion with Kirkland Bodie. You're listening to Tea and Talk. You're listening to the podcast Tea and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.